All right. So let's see. Yeah, we had a long break here. I had a couple of things interrupted the uh, shear. So let's pick up over here. It's been a couple of weeks. Let's pick up on um, the bottom of Kuflamet Zion in Kafach in Chelek. Uh, so basically, we got through the Rambam's introduction to um, to what he wants to discuss. Okay, and now he says, Okay, which is the topic of Olam um, Haba, right? Which is the um, namesake of the parak, Chelek, right? So he says, now I want to discuss, now we'll begin to discuss what I wanted to talk about. Okay, da, one final introduction. <laughs> da, he said like this. You should know, okay? Ki kishem shelo yasig hasuma eshat sevoyim. Okay, we're gonna. He's gonna go through a list of of these types of things, and what I want to see if we can go through each one carefully and see exactly what his progression is over here. Um, yeah, so like I mentioned, you know, I've done this. So we've done we've done chel- So sounds a little repetitive, and he goes through four different uh, examples. So let's see if we can understand each example. So he says, first of all, just like the blind cannot perceive color, okay, that's one, and the deaf voices, sounds, okay, and the saurus, which would be a castrated uh, person, right, does not perceive taivas hamishkal, which means uh, sexual desire, okay. Kach lo yasigu hagufos hatanugos hanafshim. Okay, so too the um, the bodies, right? The physical bodies don't perceive the. Uh, pleasures of the the spiritual pleasures. Okay. We'll come back to that. And then he goes further. And just like the fish doesn't recognize the the yesod of Aish, the foundation of Aish, because he lives in its opposite. Okay. Kach lo yodea ba'olam hazeh ha'gashmi ta'anuge ha'olam ha'ruchni. So too, in this world, um, it's not, we, we don't know, in this world, in this physical world, the pleasures of the uh, spirit, of the ruach. Okay. So, because we don't have at all, it's not we. It's not a bias. It's not found by us at all. A pleasure, aside for the pleasure of the physical of the bodies, okay, and the sense and the perception of the senses, from food and drink and relations, the whole and anything that is aside for that, 
It's bilti motzi. It's not found. We don't recognize it. We don't um, perceive it uh, with Ian Rishon, with our first uh, analysis, with, uh, with things that are, you know, um, our basic uh, understanding, uh, our premises. We'll only perceive it after Chakira Maruba. Okay, so basically he's saying in a lot of words, we don't, uh, we don't understand in this world what it, what true, what spiritual pleasure is. We only have in this world physical pleasure. But I want to go back over the, uh, bothers me. The, uh, he has, he has like two, two uh, classes, right? First he goes through, Blind, deaf, and um, and uh, the the eunuch, right? And that's one class. And, he, and and then he and then he says, and then he has the second the second category of the fish, right? So what what are those two? Because he 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 stops after the first three. Mm-hmm. He says, just like the blind doesn't sense color, and the deaf doesn't sense sound. And the Saurus doesn't have Taivas and Mishkal. Then he draws conclusion. Okay. And then he goes, and just like the fish, right? So he's, he's breaking those. Those are like two different um, broad uh, distinctions. Mm-hmm. The first three of the, of the sight, sound, and, uh, and, and the, the licentious uh, desire. Um, and then the, and then the second, um, idea of, of the fish. So can we go through each one and, uh, the, the categories and how each one, um, and what each one adds? Uh, I don't think he's just repeating sight and sound, even though those seem repetitive. And, um, and then, and then of course, the question of the, of the Saras and the Taivas and Mishko. So uh, that, that's what I want to see if we can understand. Yeah, and so let's think about it for a second. I don't want a knee-jerk reaction. Okay. And what does he mean by just like a fish doesn't understand the silver? Is this like a super smart fish? Is this like, like how are we compared to fish? I get the I get the first class, you know, yeah. but then he's like jumping to a fish and a rock doesn't. I mean, how you know what is that? What what do we have to do with fish? Good. So broadly speaking, the suggestion over here is that the first three are deficiencies in the individual's abilities, right, to perceive, etc. And that's that's one type of, you know, he's trying to explain why we're so far away from um, the idea of uh, Olam Haba, mm-hmm. right? And he's trying to, to demonstrate that there are different reasons why a person may be my knowledge may be inaccessible or closed off or difficult to attain, right? So the first three are in the category of that the individual is lacking the apparatus, so to speak, or, the, or some type of a faculty to perceive that um, that sensation. Um, and then, and then the fish example is saying sometimes you may not be deficient, as as the the individual may not be deficient. But the environment is simply inhospitable and the experience is just not available to observe. Right. And, and he's saying for, for the, for Olam Haba, we, we have both of those deficiencies. Okay. Good. That's good. That's a good, 
it's a good um, uh, category, good, good, good uh, definition of the two categories. Okay, so let's let's even go into a little bit more in detail the three of the uh, of the of the individual, and um, and see if we can understand a little more the uh, the one about the environment. Yeah, I want to be very, very, very precise over here. So the Ramam says specifically that a blind man doesn't perceive. Color. color. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Why is he focused on color? He says, just like the blind man doesn't perceive color. Right. right? And then he moves to, and the deaf doesn't hear sounds. Okay. So you want to, you want to amend your statement now? Or you want to uh, think it over a little more? Well, let's see. What does the blind man know? He knows that there's objects there. He knows there are objects there. And what? Else? And he might even know, yeah, like their shape. Their shape, yeah, right. He might know their shape, and um, and um, so he's just missing. In a certain sense, he's missing. Color is like an accidental thing, yeah, like yeah, an accidental so feature. Wrong, but also, but also, okay, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're biased towards sight. No, no. But right. I, I, that, so that was the one I was going down. Is that color is accidental? But I still know where you go. In terms of perceiving the objects, a blind person, okay, he might not be able to perceive them at a great distance, but he can touch it, he can see, he can know it's here, he can get an idea of its dimensions, right? He just can't tell you what what does it mean that it has a color. It doesn't make sense to him, right? But but it's a limit, it's it's a it's it's a small uh, in, in that sense, in terms of the knowledge of the object. Right, you could argue the color is is a uh, is not such a, he's not really so limited in his ability to understand. So it's a faculty. It's true he's missing, he's missing the faculty of sight, but it's I, I think I think the Ram is taking the first step in sight is a, is the smaller step is a smaller is a smaller deficiency. Um, it's a feature. It's a feature of something. He doesn't know a feature of the of the object, you understand? Mm-hmm. But the but the deaf person, he's missing the the entire the entirety of the of the um, of the existence of the coal is, is is lost. There's nothing to it other than the coal. The sound is nothing more than the sound. And the color resides in something else, and he can really have knowledge of, the, of those other things. So uh, my argument is, I'm arguing that the Ram is is progressing. He's taking, he's showing you that there are certain senses that senses give you. There could be a sense that gives you a certain fills in the the picture. The sight fills in certain features of of something, but a, a coal is itself a, a a phenomenon. It's not in something else, and the deaf person. So he's trying to show you. Sometimes a faculty deprives you of a feature of something. Sometimes it deprives you of the entire phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the saurus and the tivus on Mishkan? So that's interesting. Yeah, could we define that a little more? It's not the experience of the Tashma. She says that he's missing. Of course, he's missing that. He doesn't have that. Uh, that uh, doesn't have the faculty at all. But sometimes within a faculty, there is a host of experience that that the faculty brings in. Okay. That was the the in, in the realm of the um, the he focuses on 
sort of like the the um not the the action itself but he's saying sometimes you're deprived of of the ability to engage in something and therefore the other experiences there are other experiences that you simply can't make sense that have no meaning to you you understand and the first one he's going he's, he's going it's like a wider and a wider type of a he, he he's going from a uh from 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 the least to 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 the greatest so the least in truth is sight in terms of knowing the object that you're interacting with you can really know most of everything about it from other senses right sound you're deprived from an entire category of uh, of objects or of things sounds it's a that's a different separate from bodies it's not it's not a feature in the body it's a separate thing and he's saying and when you and, and it could be a, something that you're missing a faculty like the uh, like the saurus and therefore there's a whole host of experiences that are caused because of it they're not the thing itself but they are ancillary to it and that entire framework now is gone now it's the the mishkal the the tashmish is an activity within a greater framework of taivas let's go taivas and mishkal he says and without if you're missing that 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 uh that uh, that that faculty you're deprived of all of the surrounding um you know you know ancillary or or, or uh contemporaneous uh, activity so it's not the it's not the it's not the object it's not the activity itself but it's all of these other experiences that are tied in with that with that activity so he's trying to show you each one is losing more and more and more, right? Sight is really just losing a color. Sound is an experience. The saurus is not just that experience, but all the experiences that come because of it. So each one is a greater removal from uh, from from uh, from knowledge of uh, from from an, from the uh, realities from from experiences, objects. Everyone define. Yeah, Leslie's right. He will, he might know that he might. He'll he'll experience he can experience the vibration, so he can experience something of the source that created the call, but not that experience of the call itself. So he can he can have some knowledge that there is something that is happening, but the experience of of a sound of a symphony that that he he of course he'll be moved by it, right? No pun intended. I mean literally, but it's not the um, but but it, it, he does nothing of that um, experience of sound itself. All right, let's 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 hold off from it. So now, so what about the um, so what about so but but like but like Sean says, all of these things are deficiencies in the individual, right? In his faculty, he's he simply doesn't have the um, you know the receptor for that transmission. Right, so that's one category, and in that category, he says we too are deficient vis-a-vis the tainig of uh, haruchni, because we don't have instruments calibrated to the frequency of the uh, of ruchni, right? Yeah. We don't have anything that vibrates in consonant with that type of a, a frequency. So it's just it's just uh, passes through us. So he says we interact physically. Okay. 
And um, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. He's where are we up to? I'm sorry, I, 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 I skipped over the line. He now he says like this. He says, I'm sorry. Uh, right. We don't have that type of experience. We don't have the experience. Now, we don't have the faculties to have that experience. Now, what is the next move? So now it's like Sean is saying, saying this is an, envir- an environmental cause, right? In other words, the the um, the uh, it's not because we don't. It's, it's there could be another reason why you're why you're removed from from uh, knowledge of something because the environment does not allow for its existence. So you simply have no access to study it. Right? You have no access to understand it. But what's interesting is what's interesting is yeah, and that would be like what would that be like? An, another example would be like people talk about. Um, if you ever read, if you ever read the short story Flat the uh, Flatlanders, you know, um, heard of it? Yeah, I mean, So it's um, it's a story about I don't know what you call them. I think they're playing cards. Actually, they they exist in a two dimensional space, right? And uh, they can't imagine what it means to be a third to have it for there to be a third dimension, right? They just it's just not in their world. It's just not something that they can. Uh, that they've perceived and have the ability to therefore think about, right? I mean, Einstein uses that as like one of his uh, marshals. Like if a guy was a really smart flatlander and he took a long walk and returned from where he started, he might be able to figure out there has to be a third dimension, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but um, but the point is, you can be out of the, uh, the, 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 um, the experience is not in your environment. So, but what's important about this is, and I think, is that he's saying that simply it negates it negates knowledge of the thing. See, in the first cases, I could a blind person may have knowledge that there exists color. He may not be able to understand it firsthand, but you know, he it is an experience in his world. He's not able to partake of it, but it's it's something that maybe could be explained to him, or like Leslie said, the deaf person maybe could could, could intellectually uh, understand. He feels a vibration, or uh, the other the type of submission. You can analogize. You can have some some kind of knowledge of it. But I think he's saying over here, if in in the framework of existence of the reality that the fish finds himself in, there's no context that fire makes sense with him. There's nothing, the, his premises of, uh, of how things work, like, like Leslie was saying, don't allow for the existence of such a, a phenomenon. So it's, it's not just that he doesn't experience it, it's almost like antithetical to his, um, to, to his grasp on reality. The reality that he grasps doesn't have within it those um, the ability to uh, to sustain or 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 you know or maintain this presence of fire. So intellectually, I think he he's he's removed from it, and I think that's why he says a fish. I'm not being too medallic in the realm. Meaning, say a human. Was, it's not something that 
that has any experiential um, uh, knowledge. And if all of your knowledge is based on just experience, like, like a fish, then it's impossible to know, right? That's what he says. But we are not like fish in the water because that's what he says for us. It's possible to understand. See, he says we're not like the fish because he says the fish, a, the fish cannot be maki yisoda ish. And not just because he's shari behefcho, but because a fish represents all of its knowledge is simply from experience, right? And it's impossible to have such an experience over there. He says, but, but for us, we can't have like a fish experience with Ruchni. No one's going to just stumble around and experience Ruchni, right? As long as you are still approaching knowledge in the manner that a fish gains his knowledge, which is basically just from, you know, interaction and, um, and uh, observation or whatever, whatever that might be, that physical, that physical, um, you know, limitations or, or, or just the physical apparatus, um, it's impossible because there's no, there's nothing like it. And there's no, you'll never, you'll never, it, it's not existing. It's, it's built in Matsui. You won't recognize it. You won't perceive it. He says, but that's for us, it's a limitation of the E and Risha. But it is attainable. You and that's the important part he's trying to show you. He's trying to show you it's something that, that although it doesn't exist here, and we don't have a an apparatus. We don't have physical ways to experience it either with our senses, or uh, even even its presence is is not um, contained within our environment. And 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 the things that we know about what makes you know our sense of what is real is very different from what the the, the reality of the of the soul is. All of those environmental our our inner, um, you know, sources of knowledge, our our, our physical um, uh, faculties, and the and the experiences that we have in the world, both of those negate a direct experience of of ruchni. But he says, with our intelligence, with our minds, with our knowledge, if we basically, and this is the challenge, we have to try to use our knowledge. And with the idea of pushing away and trying to get down to an understanding of a reality that is not based in the experience of the physical. And I think that's what he's trying to stress so much over here. He's trying to show you that, and this is very popular today. Like, I think I think most places will tell you if you want to become more, that there's some kind of a, that, that the route to this type of a knowledge is like some kind of an experience. And people are looking for those kinds of spiritual experiences. And the Ram is trying to say no. He's trying to show you experience is a dead end. Anything you experience is psychological, physical, psychological. None of those things are really, you're never going to link up uh, with a um, spiritual uh, reality through the physical uh, body. And through the physical environment, it's only 
we can only have a rational intellectual awareness of such an existence. And and the key to that knowledge is going to have to re- is to recognize that it's not a physical experience and it's not a physical uh, interaction. And you have to you have to sort of minimize the um, the reality of the goof in order to maximize the reality of the of the nefesh. And to come to that realization, you have to engage in a process of negating the the sense that the physical is the is the reality because it's not it doesn't partake of that whole world so he says that's the um that's the challenge that's the challenge yeah and in a certain sense it's like like he says over here he keeps repeating he says um he says let me just miss he says yeah, he says, right? All the only pleasures we have are the physical. And the only senses we have are the are, are, are the physical. Uh, and everything that is chutzmizeh, it's not found. Right? In other words, he's trying to say, through your life, you're, we're, we're flooded with the perception and the sense of a different reality. That flood of experience and perception kind of blocks out to most people the the ability to to recognize intellectually the the other the reality of the ruach and he's trying to show you you've got to you've got to you've got to minimize that um that 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 the, those the influence of the experience of the physical you have to sort of you have to sort of recognize that it's limited and in a certain sense it's it takes you away from the uh from what what is uh more 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 real than that okay so it's sort of like sort of like i uh, once uh read someone said like uh, you know when you're you know when you close your eyes you you have a memory of what's of what you saw but when you're seeing things you can't have the memory of what you saw before because the the experience of the new sight is just too overpowerful too overpowering <laughs> so you, you flood it. It's like the flood. It's like there's like a gate theory of uh, of sensation. You know, if you want to, you, you you don't want to feel pain. You can flood the, the the senses with other experiences. So he's saying like we're flooded with the experience of the of the body, and and to the degree that you're just going to exist that way, you're like you'll be like the fish in water, and you'll be impossible to uh, to experience a uh, anything uh, have any recognition or any any idea. Of the true um, ruchni, because you're just overwhelmed by uh, by all of the um, the experience of the, the physical, which is the only thing that we have in this world. So you have to sort of like pull yourself out of this of, of this world, this reality, in order to and devote yourself to to the intellectual and the uh, and and the mind, if you want to have a chance of of attaining this um, this knowledge. That's why he says. It's never you'll never get it be Ian Rishon, only Achare Chakira Maruba. In other words, Ian Rishon means just our assumptions about things. It doesn't live in that world. And and in order and you have to sort of distance yourself really far from that whole way of thinking of the Ian Rishon. So that's why he says it's not Ian Rishon, and it's not even Ian Shani or Ian Shlishi. It's Chakira Maruba. Means so you've got to get you've got to pull yourself away 
very far from the whole derech of Ian Rishon, from that whole way of saying, I can just sort of sense the truth. You know, I mean, that, this is not a truth that's, that's open to any kind of, um, you know, um, a priori type of uh, knowledge, because that, that's all is, is experiential. Now it's like, it's about Dover Rebbe? Yeah. I'm a little confused though. Um, after the way he explains this, the the Kira. He's saying he's saying we don't have we don't have the, the we have knowledge. Knowledge is not is not a Ian Ian Hakira Maruba is not is not a faculty. Hakira Maruba is not a faculty that um, is not is not the fact. He's saying even with even with the Hakira Maruba, he's saying um, you he's saying you'll recognize it. You can recognize it and, and understand it with Hakir Maru, but you never, you'll never, you'll still will not experience it. He's saying certain things you can experience, right? Certain things you can't experience, but he's saying you can, you can come to an understanding of its existence, and you can maybe even try to understand what kind of an existence it is and what kind of a reality it is. But it's you'll never you'll never interact with it and perceive it on that on that level, and I, and and I think that's what he's saying. We'll have to go a little further. But he's saying the the faculties of experience and the um, and the and the sense material are both completely removed from ruchni. There's no ruchni material, and there's no faculty that picks up ruchni signals, right? So from both ends, we were completely removed. He says, but we're not fish. So we have minds, we have intelligence. And through Hakira Maruba, he says, you can, you can be accurate and, 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 and understand it. Okay. But I, I still think he's, he's saying, you're not going to experience it. But we're not... We're not fated by our senses, by our physical senses and our physical experiences, because we have another faculty of intelligence that can posit and and uh, and recognize truths beyond anything we can experience. Yeah. Can you find an experience like a physical so let me let me give you an example. Let's take the next the next few lines. Okay, you'll see. We'll see. I think you'll see what he's what he's what he's driving at. He says like this. He says, Why is it so? Okay, We're in the physical world, and we can only experience its pleasures. What does he mean by that? Well, that sounds like a strange um, corollary, like a strange opposite, right? And he's saying, he starts saying, we only, he should have said, the Tanugos and the are not, are, are not in the world, are not in this world. We, we only experience things in this world. But no, he says, we only experience in this world, Hagufni, um, its, its pleasures. But the Tanugos and the are to medium building of Sakam. It's a non sequitur. Well, what has that follow? Ein beinam uvein elu atanugos shum yeches. Okay. Bishum ofen klal. But he is trying to say that he's, he is trying to differentiate them. 
He says, and that, and they have no relationship at all. So what does he mean? What is constant? Why is constant a, why, why, why is the fact that they're to medium uh, make them so completely different from ours? Okay. Below, um, he says, "Ain nochon lanu lefiat Torah v'lo etzel halo kiim minafli sifim lo mar shemalachem v'kolchem v'gagolim ain lem tiny." We shouldn't say, "Okay, let's stick with malachem," that the malachem don't have pleasure. Eliyesh lem tiny gadol ma'od b'mashiskilu min habore yishadav yisroim. They have great pleasure in what they understand from God. Okay, the Haim Al Yidekach Betainug Timidi Bilti Posik. They have an unending constant pleasure. The Ain Tane Gufni et Slom, they don't have physical pleasure. The Aina Masigim Oso, the Fisha Ainlam Khushim Kamonu, because they don't have physical senses. She has Sigubahem, Masha Nachni Masigim. Okay, so uh, what, do you, what do you say? What is the idea of of constants, tanugium to medium. I, I think he's trying to say, any other thoughts? Was a physical pleasure, well, what really is the pleasure of physical? I mean, when you get down to it, physical pleasure, what, what is the, what's necessary almost for physical pleasure? Deficiency? Yeah, right? Change. In a certain sense, change is basically the, the mechanism of pleasure. I mean, you have to start out with some kind of a deficiency, and then you gain something. Well, then you have it. Then you're not going to have the pleasure anymore, right? Um, you probably even get bored of it, right? Our whole experience, our whole, our whole idea of pleasure is based on change. And not only in the physical, but in, in, in our psychological pleasure too. I mean, people are always looking for excitement, right? Nobody wants to have the same thing day in and day out. That's like, you know, that'd be like horrible, right? Um, that's like the joke, you know, uh, you need, you need to have some kind of a, a change, and even even in the psychological, the, the great pleasure. I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is. I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's uh, obvious. I don't think it's an admission to anything, uh, you know, unusual. But you know, even in learning, you know, I mean, there's a great pleasure in discovering the idea, and I don't mean just necessarily your own discovery, you know, like a, not, not, not even an ego satisfaction, but just that tension, oh, it's a problem, and wow, I got it. But honestly, you're not going to sit and just smile all day from that, from having that. I mean, maybe, you know, it's, it's going to last for a while, but the point is, all of those pleasures that we have, and even those psychological pleasures, we can only imagine them, and we can only experience them through this flux, through this high of, of getting something after a deficiency of not having it. We can't really understand an idea of just a constant, steady, pure pleasure. You know, and he's trying to show you saying that's the reality 
of the Tanug HaRuchni. But our whole relationship, our whole experience of pleasure is completely different from that. In the physical realm, we need to have, uh, like I said, it's, it's like it's like uh, it's like time. It needs motion. <laughs> Pleasure needs some kind of motion. Motion has changed, and it's impossible to have a to have just a, our idea, our experiences don't really have such a thing as constant. Become bored after a while. No matter how no matter what, no matter how great the pleasure is, a person will become bored. So, so he's trying to show you that our whole conception of pleasure is not really uh, is not possible to simply substitute in a ruchni because the ruchni is a completely qualitatively different kind of a pleasure. It's just the perfection of the state of its existence. That itself is the pleasure, and that's not a pleasure we can we can experience. We we only have the pleasures of the of the uh, the physical, which are dependent on, like Sean's saying, a deficiency and a and 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 a uh, you know and a gain, and um, or some kind of a boost, some kind of a, an accomplishment. I mean, that's I was just thinking today. You know, it's like that. That's what people find. Uh, uh, people find pleasure out of um, you know an accomplishment. Like a person will take a perfectly good picture, right? Cut it up into a thousand pieces, and then have great pleasure in restoring it to what he had before he cut it up. Like <laughs> you know, it's been, but no, you need that. You need that. <laughs> Just having it is not good. You need to have some kind of change, some kind of challenge, some kind of accomplishment. That's that's what drives everybody's sense of. Of, uh, of of pleasure, so you say, okay, yeah, but you just you just be in this state forever. That's not that's not a, a, a that's not a description of pleasure that exists in the in the physical uh, in the physical world. So he says, so that's why he says you shouldn't think that this is not a real pleasure. So even though he says you shouldn't think that the malachim don't have pleasure because our idea of pleasure is not something that 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 they can have because they are perfect existences they are not physical they don't have deficiencies he says the the pleasure of the ruchni is of a different order it's of a different sort and it's not based on the 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 high of the moment of gain right it's just based on the idea that a thing is existing with a certain perfection, with the knowledge of uh, of God, and that um, that 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 reality, that 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 shlemus is itself a more pure, refined, real uh, state of. Of, of we have to use the word pleasure, but the problem is when we say pleasure, we, we're always going to associate it to something that's not. That's why he's saying it requires a, a real deep thought into it. You can't just substitute that that object with our concept. You've got to, and he's going to try to show you a, a methodology of bringing yourself from our idea of pleasure to a truer idea of pleasure. Okay, that, that's what he's trying to that's trying to lead us to. So his first step is look. 
Don't look for this in senses. And don't look for this in experiences. I'm going to try to show you, though, you have to recognize it's a totally different idea of pleasure. And he's going to try to show you a way to approach understanding it. Because we're looking for experiences. We're looking for experiences. Those, those are what would give us pleasure. But you can't have an eternal experience. <laughs> that's not, that's an existence. Right. So the the pleasure of the of the ruchni is 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 one of its existence. Um, so he says, he says, it's like this. The chain, right? Yeah. He says, uh, right. The ain tanu gufni etzlam, right? The ain masigim oso lepishein lem chushim mikamonu sheyasigu bem masha nachnu masigim. The chain, he says, anachnu. So what about us? So if if one of us becomes, you know, purified, so to speak, zach, right, purified, and he reaches that level after death, okay, he's not to desire physical pleasures he won't he won't feel them he won't he won't experience them and he won't even want them he'll be like a king who is um a, you know uh, it would be as if the, the 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 honored king would uproot his whole malchus to go play ball in the street like a kid. In other words, just like he says, the AFLP, just to finish the marshal, even though when he was a kid, that was his favorite thing to do. Okay. There was a time, without a doubt, when if you would ask him, what would you rather do, rule the country or play ball? He would say, play ball. Okay. So he says, he says, even though there's no doubt that at a certain point he was madif, amasachek, ba'oso hakador, that very same one, ala malchus, v'hu b'yoso b'gilt soyer, b'zman sechluso, b'shnei hadevarim yachad. So when he was, when he was foolish, in his in his young days, when he was foolish about these two things together, meaning he couldn't appreciate the the real uh, what what the pleasure of the reality of, of of what it means to be the king, and he just understood the immediate joy of the of the playing uh, the ball, he would definitely uh, prioritize the schok bikadur. Okay, but when he when he when he progresses and he recognizes there are more important things in life, he looks down at that previous existence of a kid and he says, "No, I would never want to return there." Right? He says, <laughs> So just like we in this existence, no doubt, we can't help it. We all have to. He says we're we're ma'adif, yeah. We 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 have a preference for the physical pleasure over the over the over al hanafshi. He says, but nonetheless, 
once you recognize, well, that's because of our we don't really, we don't have the ability in this world to truly compare the two. Just like the kid can't really assess what's the difference between the fun of playing ball and the psychological uh, pleasure of being a ruler. So of course you can't, it's not, it's not a choice that you can really make, it's not an informed choice. Okay, but when he when he reaches the the higher level, he can, he can look back and recognize the foolishness or the futility of the prior state. So he's saying, in the same sense, although we're completely in the dark about the ruchni, the reality is, if we succeed in attaining that level, it's not going to be like death is not going to be something that we're going to. We're not going to be in existence of feeling deprived of what we had. And essentially, we'll come back, but essentially, that's what all of those first groups were really feeling, right? They were, they were looking forward to, they couldn't understand the, the, the value of a life that is separated from the physical. And therefore, all of their Olam Haba ideas were returning back to some physical existence because they, 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 didn't, they, they didn't have an idea of, of some kind of uh, pleasure that is more uh, sublime and, uh, and, uh, and of a higher uh, order. They're like the kids who can't imagine um, and, and they just want to return to, to play ball. Okay. All right. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this. Uh, and um, I have a little more to say about the uh, about the death. Let me, let me ask pose you a question. If there is a tainig aruchni, if there's a great tainig aruchni in after death, he's saying of the state of of being masig, like the um, like the malachim, of um, to understand the. Uh, but in other words, if there's if there's pleasure in the phys- in, in the spiritual, is there is there such a thing as pain in the spiritual? Something to think about, or is there only pleasure? So what the, what you want, what what you have to think about is there are many chazal that talk about the pain of uh, of the soul after death. Mm-hmm. Right, yep. like after the twelve for, for twelve months, months whatever it is, right? Uh, so, is there some kind of? I mean, if there's if there's a pleasure, is there also the possibility of this pain, or is uh, or, or that's not that's not uh, something that's that's possible? You only have the you only have the the positive, but not have the uh, the negative. So we'll think about that. Okay, all right. Okay.